welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Anna, for being a guest on my podcast. And it's, it's nice to see you again. And I knew you as a child, so, you know, you're, it's almost like just getting to know you again, um, because that's been a, a pretty good while, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, um, our families are, are friends and kind of go way back and so forth, and that's kind of our connection. Yeah. But, um, and when I, um, as far as what the podcast is all about, when I invite guests to be um, on the podcast, a lot of times the way I describe it is, um, well, I often ask people about, you know, they're kind of like their foundational beliefs. What do, how do they make sense of life? You know, what do they believe life's all about and God, or if, if they believe in God and, um, and just that type of thing. And then it, it's also interesting to me to ask about just life experiences, things that have happened in life that have shaped them and that they've learned from and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe to start off, um, why don't you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself, you know, some and just kind of talk a little bit about just who you are. Yeah. Um, I think a key thing for me... Um, in my story is uh, I did grow up in a Christian home and um, I took that for granted Um, growing up I didn't think too much of that Um, and it wasn't until later I kind of came back to those beliefs and um, that foundation was there and um that was uh, very important in um, the things that happened in my life when these hard things that I didn't know how to deal with, just some really heartbreaking things in life. Um, so how old were you when you became, when the uh, Christian things kind of yeah. became personal to you? I um well, I remember being being really young, um, and we had gotten home from church one Sunday, and I had heard at church um, about salvation and being saved, and I it just clicked with me. I told my mom I, I wanted to be saved, and um, I think we were in the kitchen, and she prayed with me, um, or she, she talked to me, and I... Um, prayed to the Lord and that was the start of my relationship with the Lord Um, but I think being saved at a young age there's so much in your faith that grows as you mature and deal with things Um, but um, I was diagnosed with a rheumatoid arthritis um, uh, around 13 um, and that was one thing that really shook the first thing I'd say that really shook my faith um, 
but yeah, I, I definitely remember that clear moment of being a child and accepting Christ and having that moment. Do you remember um, what you were experiencing as far as like why you wanted to be saved and so forth? Yeah, I, um, I think it was hearing it so young, I'd, I'd always heard of the Bible. I didn't really think, you know, there was anything I had to do. I didn't have to take any action. <laughs> you know, so when I heard it, when it clicked that day, what clicked is was it was my choice to, to step into faith and to step into that relationship with the Lord. Um, and I think the understanding of that you can have the knowledge, you know, the knowledge of Scripture, um, but it's, it's your choice, you know. It's our free will. Okay. Yeah. So that was so that's kind of been like a foundation for you. It sounds like for other things that have come along. Yeah, yeah. I um, I encountered a lot of difficult times where I questioned that, and um, I think if I hadn't had that foundation and that knowledge of the scripture and the truth of who God is. Um, the things things that happened later in my life would have would have really pulled me away. I can't imagine if I hadn't known the Lord. I see where I would have yeah. gone. Yeah. So it would have pulled you away from more of just a surface level type of Christianity if you didn't have like that kind of more personal, real foundation to it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, what gives you confidence? Like you, you're, you're referring to the, knowing the scripture and stuff, but what gives you confidence that, you know, that's a faithful witness or you know, truth yeah. and so forth. Um. Well, as I mentioned, when I was 13, I was diagnosed with arthritis, and after that, it my faith became real. Um, it was um, something that led me more to looking at the scripture for proof, really, to question it. <laughs> and um, I did. Um, and I remember asking people in church, even asking my parents, you know, how, how do I know this is real, you know? Um, and I, I remember looking, looking at verses in the Bible that talk, talk about scientific things, um, that we can look at that the Bible talked about. I think that proves the, the scripture is true. Um, also for myself, um, I, I, I've looked at other, other beliefs, other, um, you know, ideas, um, and I, I don't, 
I see the truth. I see the the truth in the scripture in the Bible. Um, and I think the more I study it, the more confidence I gain in knowing that that it is the truth. Um, I think that's a it's a lot <laughs> to um, explain why the belief of why I think the Bible is true, but um, I think yeah. the found, that's my foundation for it. Yeah. I think knowing um, when I had that confidence that the Bible was the truth, that those, those, that scripture is the word of God, mm-hmm. then I could, I could build off of that. Yeah. I think there, um, you know, might be something just self-authenticating to the Bible. It seems like that to me, you know, and, um, and that isn't, and even self, um, like, um, there's this, um, American philosopher, his name's Avin Plantinka, and, and I haven't read him a whole lot, but just got like a little bit of a summary of his work and views and so forth. But um, even if we can't explain, for example, why we believe in God, it's not necessarily mean that it's an irrational belief, because mm-hmm. if God, if there is a God who created us, then it makes sense that we would have a sense of that He is, you know, that He would just have that built into us. But um, that mm-hmm. doesn't help. Um, other people, perhaps, who don't feel the same way, but yeah, um, yeah. but it's um, helpful to know. Well, it's not ir- irrational just to think. Well, it seems this or something, and perhaps there's something similar with with the Bible, you know. But yeah, but there's also other reasons. Like you were speaking of science, and different, you know, there's yeah. apologetic reasons besides yeah. that too, which yeah. can be helpful. Yeah, and I I definitely would encourage anybody who's grown up in church, especially, um, to to really question what you believe and to make sure that you know you are studying those apologetics and really understanding mm-hmm. what what we're putting our faith in and professing. Um, I think that's important. So, I don't know too much about rheumatoid arthritis, but mm-hmm. you were so like you were really young when you were diagnosed with that. Yeah. So, um, what's that been like, and is that something you still ha- have and struggle with? And yeah, yeah, I um, I would say now it's um, not as a a big uh, thing in my life, um, but uh. Yeah, I have a lot of just pain and physical um, struggles, <laughs> mm-hmm. just doing a life, um, and uh, it's. I I've had a lot of people. Um, I think it's also made me um, see the goodness of God. Um, I've had many unbeliever friends um, look at things in my life and say, you know, how how do you believe in a good God, you know, with um, those things that aren't good and 
RA is one thing, um, but um, it's it's just another thing we deal with in the broken this broken world is you know mm-hmm. bodies that just don't work you know I believe how how they should you know mm-hmm. but and is that something you're just you expect to just deal deal with the rest of your life then is it kind of the type of thing it is yeah yeah I think um is it progr- unless it goes into remission it's okay. um uh, something you, it's lifelong, but, um, thankfully not, uh, serious health conditions usually attached to it. Um, so <laughs> could and, be worse. <laughs> and the main way you experience it is just through physical pain and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but you, you know, you're, you're mentioning, g- g- God, you know, still believing in God's goodness despite of that, despite that, um, and um, well, I guess like, you know, how how have you? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I guess that's like a big question for a lot of people, and a lot of people, I think it's when they see suffering in others instead of necessarily themselves, like maybe. A relative and how they die or something, but they just see s- suffering and it seems kind of senseless and stuff. And that's, mm. I don't know, like you mentioned, it's a broken world, but yeah. um, it, I guess you've had to kind of wrestle with that. You know, you mentioned when you were first diagnosed that it was kind of uh, challenging to your faith. So, uh, what was that wrestling like, or what if you? Um, what have you come to believe about that, about, um, you know, evil in the world, brokenness, and yet still um, trusting in God? Yeah, I I think it's just that. It's brokenness. Um, I think uh, when I was diagnosed, um, uh, I... I didn't see it as a horribly bad thing in my life, um, although it it built my faith, and I um, I I was told by everyone around me that you know God God has good plans for our life. God God does good in our life, but it didn't feel good. You know, I was not experiencing that um so I had to kind of in my teenage years you know get an understanding that you know goodness isn't you know being pain free or maybe Mm -hmm. having everything Mm -hmm. you know um maybe set up the way we think it should be in our life um and uh, that really, I think God God was working on my heart even then, um, preparing me for a, a messy life, you know, and um, having that understanding that, you know, our world is broken and 
it's not a good place. <laughs> it's not, there's not, it's not a good world. Um, but we have that free will and that free will that God gives us does, we do see that uh, evil in the world because of free will. Um, but without that free will, we wouldn't have that, that joy and that love um, to, to come to the Lord. Um, and I, I don't think I'd want a, a life, a world where we are just, you know, mere robots without free will, you know, as broken as our world is, it's, it's, it's beauty that God gave us that free will, even, even when it's, it's painful when we see that pain in our life. So, um, so goodness or good is not necessarily having everything perfect and comfort and so forth. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. something along those lines. So what is, then what is really the good, so to speak? Uh, I think of, I think of Paul in the Bible, um, especially, um, uh, me and my, I'm studying that with my son, telling him the stories of Paul. And um, he's always been one of my favorite Bible characters. Um, and I think just because he was passionate. He was so passionate. But really, when you looked at his life, there wasn't, it wasn't all good, you know? Um, it, he was in, in prison, you know, uh, shipwrecked, um, you know, the, it, it may have been easy to look at those things and say, what, why am I doing this? Why am I spreading the gospel if all these bad things are happening? But yeah, he, he could see that, that those bad things were not, you know, that was not the effect of God putting bad things in his life or our lives, you know, even today, but free will and just living in a broken world and um, the faith that we have through that, um, counting it all as, as joy, you know, counting everything, you know, even... All these things that we have, it's it's a loss compared to knowing Christ. Um, and that's goodness. That's the goodness we have and the 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 best life that we could have is that the peace of knowing God, the peace and joy of knowing the Lord. Yeah. It seems to be what it was for Paul. Um like he seemed really mission driven, like he and that I think there can be like fulfillment in that. Like sometimes we search for happiness when maybe we ought to be searching for meaning and we might gain more happiness that way than <laughs> searching for it. Yeah. And Paul seemed to have like that mission meaning in his life. But yeah, it's like what you were mentioning, um, the peace of God, um, the love of God, that's kind of uh, seems to be like his prize type of thing he 
you know, says neither death nor life nor this nor that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Yeah. So that seems to be the the pinnacle, the main thing, you know. Yeah. Um. And um. So who um were there? Other, has there been other people in your life that's um helped you or been in you know made an impact been influential and, and so, stuff like that yeah um um i i have really high respect for my parents um as an adult i think even more so um seeing how they raised us and the, the things they taught us. Um, I remember when I was, I was really struggling with my arthritis. Um, and I was, I was not very kind. (laughs) I was a very, uh, moody teenager in pain. And one day my dad came home from work and me and my mom, I think had had a rough day. And, uh, he came to talk to me and, you know, kind of just told me very upfront, um, which I appreciated my parents for, especially my dad, you know, you can't, you can't act like this, you know, you may be in pain emotionally or physically, but you know, it's still your responsibility, how you live and Mm -hmm. the choices you make. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that really stuck with me. Um, and I think my parents, uh, even today (laughs) when I, uh, go to them are, are the people who are my sounding board for wisdom and, um, issues in life for sure. Yeah. Um, um, so you mentioned, um, just the messiness of life and so forth. Um, and, um, and just your faith and, and things like that. Um, is there anything else you want to say about just, um, about that, you know, the growth of your faith throughout the years and, and, you know, and the experiences and experiences and, of life and just perhaps what you've learned through that or just anything along those lines? Yeah, I, um, I think I, I look back, um, I think I've grown a lot, um, uh, since having my son, especially, um, I, it's funny, I thought I was in a good place and really <laughs> comfortable with my faith and such. Um, but some really rough, rough things happen. Um, I guess there's no really easy way to say it. Um, I was a victim of sexual assault. Um, and after that, um, it... Um, I, um, had a, was, I had a broken leg, um, because of this assault. 
Um, and it really shook my faith more than anything I think I'd gone through at that point. Um, it was in 2020, um, October, so about three years. <laughs> um, and I think, as I said before, uh, knowing the, having that background and understanding of what goodness is and that God is good even in bad things, um, I had to come back to that and learn it all over again and try to reconcile with something so horrible and understand how that could happen, you know, and how God could be good in something that left me so broken. And I, um, through a lot of counseling and resources, um, I think through that, um, it's, it really changed me as a person, but I wouldn't say in, uh, in all, all a bad way. Um, I think it really drew me closer to the Lord. Um, as I saw, he was there in that, in that horrible, horrible experience. He, he was good. God was good in that. And I I look back at that and I think it's one of those things um, when I talk to other people who've gone through similar experiences, um, there can be a lot of bitterness um, and it's it's really easy to walk walk away from it. Um, with just kind of a chip on your shoulder um, with it as your identity um, and walking through life with that bitterness and uh, a root of unforgiveness, you know. And I think for me, I I saw that I didn't want to be a bitter person. I didn't want to be angry. Um, and I, somebody, somebody told me, um, you, you have to forgive the person who did this to you. Um, and I, didn't want to. I knew, you know, obviously that was the truth. Um, but I think there's times we can forgive and still, still know it wasn't okay. It wasn't right. Um, but that, that forgiveness, it, it lifts that bitterness off of us. It doesn't change 
the the um the evil that was done but it it changed my heart and I in praying for the person who did it I I felt heartbroken because I can't imagine what would lead somebody to do those things and I know that that isn't probably someone who has the love of God in their life and I know that that's that God's heart is for that person to know the love of God. Um, and it's, again, it's, you know, that forgiveness, praying for that person and praying for their salvation, for them to know the Lord. Um, it, it eases my mind, you know, and it helps, helps me not live in bitterness, I think. Um, but it was, it was very hard. It's been very hard to come back to finding joy in life and, um, finding happiness and um, I really um, just, it was just one of those things in life that, that really just change you. And, um, but it's, it's been a, it's been a healing process, but it's a lot of work. I think it's a lot of work to heal. <laughs> um. Well, what's it work like? Um, are you, ref I guess you're referring to like the, the counseling and maybe just the working through your own heart with the bitterness and forgiveness and stuff. And is that like, is that what it looks like? Um, like what's, what's been healing for you and, and, you know, what's that look like in your life? think really um, just moving past it um, not living um, hanging on to the to the pain and letting that affect my life um, and the work um, really just a lot of um, definitely counseling um, but I think uh, personally, uh, it looked like a lot of reading the scripture, going back to verses that I had known, and uh, getting a, a perspective from what had happened, and you know where was God in the in um, where my life was at is at now. Um, 
and but it's it's worth it that that work the time um going back to the scripture again and again the the verses that you know I may already know but just reminding myself of the truth of that um but I think counseling is definitely a can't can't be ignored especially um I uh, came to realize with with trauma, it just changes. It changes the way you think. Changes um, changes so many things, uh, you know. And um, it's. I think it's like if we have any other health condition, and um, we're living. Um, with pain, you know, symptoms, and we see these, these, the pain affecting our life and how we do things. We get help. We, we fix it, you know, we find a, a treatment. And, um, I think with mental health, it's undeniably the same way, you know, when we see that we need healing treatment in an area, um, in our mind and, it's it's crucial to to see that and put in the work and um so what makes good counseling helpful like what is it what makes good counseling good um is it like a counselor giving you advice is it like someone to listen to you or what just what is the healing aspect of counseling do you think yeah. Um for me I I didn't uh I didn't find much help with counseling um when I was younger. I didn't really think uh it was very helpful or it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like talking about my issues. I didn't think there was a reason. Um and um, after this in 2020, um, you know, finding counseling, I um, found um, it's called DBT, uh, Dialectical um, Behavioral Therapy. And um, it's, uh, I think it goes back to how trauma changes some of the ways we think and um it can be an automatic you know just how we respond to things and um I think therapy for me after this happened was really to help me change those thought patterns and respond to things again in a in a healthy way Hmm. um and there's a, a lot, a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it in different ways. Um, but I think that was what helped for me. Not uh, necessarily talking about what happened, but um, how do I move forward <laughs> from this? How mm-hmm. do I 
how do I respond? How do I live um, day to day and and be who I want to be and be full of joy in life with that that pain um, and that anxiety that can creep up and that the fear, all these things that came up from that event. Um, uh, and it was it's a reminding of truth, you know, going correcting those thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, I I realized I struggled feeling like I wasn't safe. I um, the way this assault happened, um, uh, it was just very traumatic, and I just was. I found myself being scared, and I had never really been someone to just be scared, you know, of being hurt, you know, walking through a parking lot or anything like that. Um, but one thing in therapy, you know, correcting that, uh, or helping me, uh, redirect those thoughts into, I am safe, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not in that place, you know, I'm, I'm safe. I'm okay. You know, and those truths, so you mentioned that, um, you know, you mentioned God's goodness in it. So even though this was evil, um, I'm, I guess you're, you're saying you see some good in it. Um, can you tell me about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't, uh, quote it well, um, it's been a while since I read it. Um, uh, C.S. Lewis's book, A Mere Christianity, he had a one, you know, talking about free will. And I went back to that topic after this happened of free will and trying to understand how really how God could could let this, you know, in my mind, let it happen. And I think that's what we think when something bad happens. But it it was free will, you know, and would I really want God to take away this man's free will? You know, it would mean that he would not have done that. That was his free will. But that that also gives him the free will to choose the love of God. And um, I had to come to terms with that that is, that's God's goodness on us is to let us choose. And that unfortunately looks like in the world's brokenness and horrible things and um, I think it's just something we do have to accept that that is not a um, a representation of God's goodness the brokenness in the world do you have any thoughts about um, so sometimes when people talk about evil they talk about like moral evil and natural evil so like that would be moral evil 
And I can see what you're, you're saying about free will. And even though that's really rough, it can kind of makes, it can make sense that, um, it's a richer life because of it. But then, but there's also natural evil, like your RA. Mm, Um, and that wasn't, um, you know, somebody's choice Mm -hmm. or free will. Yeah. So you have any thoughts about that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, I, I think in a perfect world, you know, um, if, you know, there was no sin in the world, there was no brokenness, um, I think there would be no disease and these, you know, the other things that we struggle with, the natural evil. Um, but sin is in the world. <laughs> and I, I think it is just something again that that's not that's not a a result of God's lack of goodness at all okay yeah um so what's the best part of life currently <laughs> like what's really satisfying for you and you know I think I think being a mom Okay. Yeah. Um, my little guy, he's almost six. Um, he's in kindergarten. And I think the biggest joy for me is just being able to share life and see him learn and grow and um, just seeing him discover the joys of life has brought me back to seeing joy in life. Yeah. Yeah. Through his eyes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's um, a struggle being a single mom, but um, what's helpful, like um, I'm sure people want to be supportive of the single moms they know. Yeah. Um, What do people do that, you know, a single mom really appreciates? Yeah. I think... I kind of don't consider myself a true single mom. Um, I think because I've, I've never really felt like I'm on my own doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think my family has been really supportive. I've never been on my own. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the biggest blessing um is people coming alongside of me and Mm. just doing life with me and helping me with the the real things you know um helping i'm in school so you know doing homework um helping me go to the grocery store (laughs) things like that um I think the people in my life have really supported me in that. And I, I, I wish every single parent could have that, mm-hmm. the community. Cause I don't think you can, you can raise a child on your own. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not something you should do alone. And, um, 
you, yeah, you can't, you can't really. Um, so I think when we have those single parents in, in the church, especially, you know, it's our job to gather around them and support them and just, um, have community with them more than just, you know, uh, seeing them on Sunday or, you know, things like that. Um, so it's not just been your family, but also, um, like your church community and close friends and that's been there for you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, through, uh, through, um, I, uh, started working at, um, a church last year and, um, started attending there as well. And, um, they've been a wonderful community supporting us. Um, and I should mention, um, yeah, me and Azrael, my son Azrael, um, his, uh, dad, we, um, you know, life is messy. (laughs) We got, we got married and I will say I was pretty young when we got married. Um, and we ended up separating, um, when Azrael was about two and, um, by the grace of God, there was a lot of things that led to that separation. Um, by the grace of God, he, God restored that relationship um, between me and his dad. And so I can really say, you know, now we, I, his, his dad is, you know, very supportive and I wouldn't say I'm on my own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a time I, I, um, I relied on those people and they were the people who were there when I was just, you know, not able to do it all. You know, you have so much on your plate and it's, um, unrealistic to be able to do it all ourselves. Um, and we can't, we can't do it by ourselves. And, uh, asking for help was, <laughs> really hard for me to learn um but beneficial i think in maturity knowing when we need help and need community Mm -hmm. yeah i've been thinking lately just how helpful or important community is it's for me it's not the thing i value until you know, I don't have it like, and then I realize, you know, I kind of take it for granted, but, um, and, and basically I, it, well, I guess a lot of people have through COVID kind of experienced that a little bit, like losing community somewhat. And, um, then maybe realizing how valuable community is without a doubt, but it can really just be a supportive thing. I mean, I think we're meant to be connected with people, and just having people around and, you know, connecting, doing, doing life together, you know. Yeah. It's really a, pretty foundational for humans, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I, uh, I really struggled when I first became a single mom. Um, 
I really had the idea I could do it all myself <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I didn't need anybody. I, I, I had it. And, um, I quickly realized I, I couldn't do it. And, um, the people who came alongside me and pick, helped me pick up the pieces and build, build my life back up, um, will always be a huge part of my story Hmm. Um, because they were the ones behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um, helping me in some really dark times helping Mm me yeah yeah um so I guess um just something else maybe to ask is um Well, um, is there anything that comes to mind as far as what you are, in what area are you trying to grow now? Or what do you, when you just think, what do I most need to learn or learn better or grow? Is there just anything in particular that kind of comes to mind? I think, um, I think definitely just, not getting so caught up in life, in the things that happen in life. Um, I think there's there's so much we can get bogged down with. Mm-hmm. And um, just let it cause us stress. And um, I think for me, I'm really... I've seen how much God wants me to just focus on the eternal and um, has been really growing me (laughs) to see that this life is so temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the things that I think are just so important are just not, just not um, really a, important at all, especially, um, in God's eyes, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end of my life, what, what are some of those things going to mean? Um, and focusing just on what matters. Yeah. So any, um, daily habits or rituals or routines or anything that, um, you really like and really supportive for you or anything like that? Yeah, I, um, I know probably every Christian says that it says this, but reading reading your Bible, mm-hmm. it's easy to just go go days and some time without opening it and just just reading. And um, I've just really enjoyed this year having um, reading plan and going just reading scripture even that I've you know already read and Mm -hmm. but not being too confident and that I know it all and Mm -hmm. just eager to learn I think that's another thing I could I'm growing in as well Mm -hmm. but a routine just reading the word changes my day (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well, um, is there anything else that you want to um, 
mention or anything else to, to bring up before we just kind of wrap up? Um, um, not if you don't have any questions. Um, nothing comes to mind. Um, I know um, I do just talking about different things in my life. I think I... I really see, um, I know we've talked a lot about the goodness of God, but the tangibility of God in my life and seeing God throughout my life. Um, And I think for me that is really the only part of my story, you know, that matters is God's presence in it and it's the only thing that makes it worth telling (laughs) so that's kind of an interesting word the tangibility so um so like what do you mean like tangible that means I guess like something's more solid or real or something along those lines is it like what uh, how have you experienced that I think for me um after that assault, um, I know I mentioned I really struggled with a lot of fear and mm-hmm. um, anxiety. And um, for me, God became very tangible when I had that peace after that happened that wasn't from myself, um, self-gain that I was you know, healed or, you know, that it hadn't happened or um, that it hadn't affected me, but I had peace despite it. Mm -hmm. Um, Calling out to God and having that peace in those moments of fear was more of an experience with God and experiencing God than um, I think I have um, really through a lot of my life. Um, I think because I needed him so badly. Mm-hmm. I, um, it, it, I could see him more tangibly in seeing the light in the darkness. It was more clear, you mm-hmm. know, um, but that peace that couldn't have been anything in those moments, that's, it, it's always been God mm-hmm. and that's been tangible for me. Very real. Well, thanks, Anna. It's been really good to have a conversation with you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me share. <laughs>